Good morning. Today is Friday, the 27th of November, 2020. Our readings today are Psalms 140 and 142, Zechariah 14, 1 through 11, Romans 15, 7 through 13, and the Gospel of Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Be joyful in God, all you lands. Serve God with gladness and come before God's presence with a song. Know this, God themselves is God. They themselves has made us. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving. Go into God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God and call upon their name. For God is good. God's mercy is everlasting, and their faithfulness endures from age to age. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Psalm 140 Deliver me, O God, from evildoers. Protect me from those who are violent, who plan evil things in their minds and stir up wars continually. They make their tongues sharp as a snake's, and under their lips is the venom of vipers. Guard me, O God, from the hands of the wicked. Protect me from the violent who have planned my downfall. The arrogant have hidden a trap for me, and with cords they have spread a net. Along the road they have set snares for me. I say to God, You are my God. Give ear, O God, to the voice of my supplications. O God, my God, my strong deliverer, you have covered my head in the day of battle. Do not grant, O God, the desires of the wicked. Do not further their evil plot. Those who surround me lift up their heads. Let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall on them. Let, the be, let them be flung into pits, no more to rise. Do not let the slanderer be established in the land. Let evil speedily hunt down the violent. I know that God maintains the cause of the needy and executes justice for the poor. 
Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall live in your presence. Psalm 142 With my voice I cry to God. With my voice I make supplication to God. I pour out my complaint before God. I tell my trouble before God. When my spirit is faint, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look on my right hand and see. There is no one who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for me. I cry to you, O God. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Save me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Zechariah, chapter 14, verses 1 through 11. See, a day is coming for God, when the plunder taken from you will be divided in your midst. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken and the houses looted and the women raped. Half the city shall go into exile, but the rest of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then God will go forth and fight against those nations as when God fights on a day of battle. On that day God's feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives, which lies before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west by a very wide valley, so that one half of the mount shall withdraw northward, and the other half southward. And you shall flee by the valley of God's mountain, for the valley between the mountains shall reach to Azal. And you shall flee as you fled from the earthquake in the days of King Uzziah of Judah. Then my God will come and all the holy ones with God. On that day there shall shall not be either cold or frost, And there shall be continuous day, as it is known to God, not day and not night, for at evening time there shall be light. On that day living water shall flow out from Jerusalem, half of them to the eastern sea and half of them to the western sea. It shall continue in summer summer as in winter. And God shall become ruler over all the earth. On that day God will be one and God's name one. The whole land shall be turned into a plain from Geba to Ramon south of Jerusalem. But Jerusalem shall remain aloft on its site from the gate of Benjamin to the place of the former gate, to the corner gate, and from the tower of Hanel to the king's, to the sovereign's wine presses. And it shall be inhabited, for never again shall it be doomed to destruction. Jerusalem shall abide in security. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle I, a song of Jonah. I called to you, O God, out of my distress, and you answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I ever look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep was round about me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land beneath the earth. Yet you brought up my life from the depths, O God. 
As my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, O God, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. With the voice of thanksgiving, I will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay, for deliverance belongs to God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Romans, chapter 15, verses 7 through 13. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the circumcised on behalf of the truth of God, in order that Christ might confirm the promises given to our forebears, and in order that the Gentiles might glorify God for Christ's mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will confess you among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. And again, God says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with God's people. And again, praise God, all you Gentiles. And let all the peoples praise God. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse shall come. The one who rises to rule the Gentiles. In this one, the Gentiles shall hope. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 18, a song to the Lamb. Splendor and honor and royal power are yours by right, O God Most High. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain. For with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a royal priesthood to serve our God. And so to the one who sits upon the throne and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you. Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 19 verses 28 through 40. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you untying it, just say this, God needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as Christ had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, God needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As Jesus rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As Christ was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the Sovereign who comes in the name of God, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. Jesus answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. 
the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. I do have a few thoughts on the readings. They seem a little disjointed now, but maybe the Holy Spirit will help us string them together. It stands out to me that God, our strong deliverer in the Psalms, covers our head in the day of battle. And I picture someone on the battlefield just shielded, God's hands providing an impenetrable shield over them, that the arrows and the blows and the bloodshed do not touch them. And then this way, I think that our immortal souls are safe with God, that they are intact and untouched and their beauty unblemished by all of the chaos and the hurt and the war in the world around them. I hold this image. And as we get to Zechariah, it is a striking contrast to the destruction that comes before the salvation described in Zechariah. And I I wonder... Why does disaster come before salvation? And as I ponder this, I, I think that it's two things. I think it's two reasons. One, so that we can hope for salvation in the midst of disaster. And two, I think it is an a Hebrew scripture style of inspiring doing good, creating a fear of doing wrong, that doing wrong brings death and destruction. And, and I think as we dig deeper into it, the warning is true that when we do wrong, we turn away from God and it brings nothing but sorrow and hurt. But the sorrow and hurt doesn't come from God. It's, it's a natural consequence of our action. And so I think this cause and effect, it sounds simple, but because we are all humans and we all have free will, it's interconnected in so many ways. And I don't believe that it's ever God's will for destruction, especially the destruction described here in, in Zechariah 14, to come upon any of God's creation. But we can hope twofold, hope that there is grace and blessing and redemption and restoration coming, and also that future destruction will be less because the love that we are, as we talked about yesterday, sowing today will be reaped in the future. And I believe that we can, as naive as it sounds, hope for a future without wars. I don't believe that this is the totality of human nature. I don't believe it's what God created us for. I believe that is a misused and twisted passion and that as we allow ourselves to be transformed and redeemed by God, we untwist from that, we turn away from that which is malformed and to God and into the selves and creatures and culture and lifestyle that we were meant to be living, which I do believe is peaceful and joyful. And our reading from, from Romans helps us there that, that we should welcome each other as Christ has welcomed us. And that Christ 
welcomes on behalf of God that Christ, the word made flesh, the word incarnate is, is a gateway, is an open door to us. No matter what name we call Christ by, no matter what language we use when describing the word of God, it is an open door. And, and I think that that's really important today. It's so funny because I'd started recording this and I got distracted and I didn't come back to it in time, I guess, and my iPhone kind of garbled it and ended up throwing away the recording. So what I'd started at 7.30 this morning, I'm finally finishing at half past noon. And in a way, I think it's a good thing that the recording was erased because some conversations that I had with my son and with my spiritual director and internally with my soul helped me come to a, a different awareness than I had when I was first recording this. So I think everything for a reason, right? As cheesy as that sounds. But we are, as I'm reminded, in a threshold time, not not yet out of the time of pandemic and into the time after, but on the threshold between the two, we are in the liturgical season in the threshold time, the time of Advent. And as I am reminded by my spiritual director, threshold times are a, a time when we are in front of a door. And Christ is the open door. And Christ's way, Christ's path is the path of love. So as we welcome the way Christ welcomed, we should be throwing open the door of love. True, godly, true agape love. The love that transcends all, the love that heals all, the love that is the life spring of all. And this is the hope that we should have. Not not an empty hope that things will magically become better, but a full and living hope, the hope that comes through action and action that is born of love. And I think this is the journey that we are on with Christ. As Christ journeys into Jerusalem, we praise God joyfully. And when we are silenced, and we've talked a lot about being silenced in the context of, of this time where we are finally speaking up about racial injustice, it is extremely poignant. I have to be careful what I say here. You know, you guys, um, I've talked about that before, that I'm not quite free to say all of the things that I want to say, but this is definitely a time when the powers that be, some of the powers that be are attempting to silence us. And so I think that, again, twofold but not binary, we must not be silent about Christ's love. Because if we were silent, even the stones would cry out. It cannot be contained. And along with that, we cannot be silent about the injustice. We must speak out. It cannot be contained. If we were silent, the stones would cry out. And the stones have cried out. <laughs> and I, I accept the pun there. But also, the trees cry out and the sky cries out and the very earth cries out for what we have done to her, to her children, to all of God's creation, all of God's beloved. 
everything that has been treated in a way that is not cherishing is crying out against the injustice. And we must cry out, we must listen. Hearing each other's stories, hearing the stories of the earth and all her creation is so important. And then we must allow those stories to transform our love into action. I know this sounds flighty and maybe kind of pie in the sky and unreachable, but no, it's, it's absolutely reachable every day just by listening, just by paying attention. And then when we feel overwhelmed by the sorrow that we feel when we pay attention and we see and hear the hurts, we allow God to take that and to move us to action because we all have our place in the action. We can't all do the same thing, right? We are not, um, there's only one savior of the world and that's Christ, right? But we each have our place. So let us be moved to action. I'll, I'll give one small, two small examples. Um, my son and I are very blessed to be very close with a member of the family from whom we were estranged for a long time and who is now entering the end of their life. And my son, who is so much wiser than, than I could possibly expect of any 14-year-old, asked to be told a story. And when this family member asked him what kind of story he'd like to be here, he just said anything, the stories of your life, the things that mattered to you, the things that stuck with you, the things that were positive, the things that hurt you. Just tell me a story of one of the things. And we string the stories together until we have the story of a life. And in doing, we, we cross that threshold, we transition, and it's such a beautiful thing. And then for another example, my son and I have been wondering how best to, to be helpful in this new community in which we live, how to fill a need. You know, we, we moved not long ago from Buffalo, Buffalo, New York, to this place where we live, and we love the snow. And we love shoveling snow. We consider it a very good workout. You know, we've, we've learned proper techniques. So we don't hurt our backs. That one was trial and error. But, and so we, we saw in a local newspaper, and it was, it was quite the happenstance how we found the local newspaper too, but we saw in the local newspaper that there is a volunteer service that shovels snow for those who cannot. And we thought, this is perfect. This is a perfect act of service for us to give to others. And so we are going to volunteer for that service and we're very excited about it. And those are just two little ways that our life stories intersect and that we are love in the world. So it, it's not too far-fetched. It's not unattainable. It's not asking you to be Christ. It's just asking you to notice and to, with the help of God, lovingly transform what you notice into action. May we also do. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. 
Let us use as we have been the prayers from the Iona Abbey Worship Book. Into your care, O God, we place those whom we love, those for whom we worry, those from whom, in time or place or affection, we are distant. Into your care, O God, we place what grieves us and what inspires us and fills us with hope. Into your care, O God, we give ourselves. God bless to us our bodies. God bless to us our souls. God bless to us our lives. God bless to us our belief. Let us share the prayer that Jesus taught us in our own language, our preferred version. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the blessing of light be upon us, light without and light within. May the moon, sun, and stars shine on us and warm every heart till it glows like a great fire so that strangers and friends may come in and find welcome. May light shine out from our eyes like a candle set in a window. And may God bless us with goodness and loving kindness. Amen. The Collect for this week is the Collect for Proper 29, which is the last Sunday of the church year. Or the week of the last Sunday of the church year. So we can think of today and tomorrow as kind of like coming up to New Year's Eve. Really tomorrow, I guess we can think of that Saturday as New Year's Eve and the church New Year. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved incarnate, the sovereign of sovereigns and ruler of rulers, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under God's most gracious rule, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Peace O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us use as our prayer for mission, actually, instead of the prayer of St. Francis, let us use this prayer. O God, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed incarnate to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold. Pour out your spirit upon all flesh and hasten the coming of your sovereignty. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Dear God, we now intercede on behalf of all of those who are in need, which is all of us in this time, 
all who are separated from family, all who are isolated by pandemic, all who are afraid, all who are coming from a place of scarcity. God, bless us bountifully. Give us truly your eyes to see and your ears to hear, and most of all, your heart to act. May we integrate within ourselves and within your creation. May we fall into your arms, into harmony, into the rhythm of creation, that our souls and the earth and all of our being, all of your creation are harmonizing, are singing the same tune in beautiful accordance with your will. All this we pray in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The Prayer of St. Chrysostom Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We live without fear for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.